Over the next few episodes of the podcast, I am sharing with you the five pillars that I use with my clients and members to help them not only get the very best out of their fitness and wellness routines, but to also change the way they see fitness and themselves for the long term. These are the pillars and the process that I've designed over the last 10 years of working with thousands of women. And these are the things that I know without a shadow of a doubt are non-negotiable if you want to see the very best results. So join me today as I dive into pillar or step number two. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness, a space where we celebrate you exactly as you are right now, while also looking at realistic and achievable ways that you can increase your fitness, improve your nutrition, and bring more wellness into your busy schedule. We tackle a whole range of subjects from diet culture and healthy weight loss, right through to how to stay motivated, reduce stress, balance fitness and life, and ways to get the most out of your fitness routine. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Perfect if you're a busy woman who sometimes struggles to find time for yourself and who would love to develop a positive mindset and a consistent fitness and wellness routine. I'm Alex, your host, women's fitness and wellness coach, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, lover of chocolate, wine and exercise and believer that we can all find balance in our busy lives. Hello, welcome back to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness this week. Great to have you here. Now, in the intro today, I talked about the fact that some of the stuff that I'm talking about in this episode and in the next couple is part of a framework that I've created from 10 years of having worked with women towards their fitness and wellness goals. And in fact, this summer, I am celebrating ChickFit's 10-year anniversary. So I really wanted to just take this opportunity to thank you all for your support. You know, I started in July 2013 with a class in my local church hall, a circuits class on a Tuesday evening. And that became the basis of literally everything, everything that I've created since then. And actually, that class is still something that I run to this day. So 10 years on, I'm still doing it every Tuesday evening in term time. Um, and it actually is what became the basis for the Chick Fit Members Club. So I'm really, really, really grateful for that class. And of course, over the years, I've done so, so, so much more besides, you know, I started as a personal trainer, but, you know, I've added specialisms in pelvic floor, in C-section and diastasis recovery, in postnatal fitness and recovery. I'm a qualified sports massage therapist now as well. And of course, I've got qualifications in the peri to postmenopause years as well. So I've really like grown the women that I'm working with, the way that I'm working with them. And a lot of that I've done, I've been led towards by the people that I've worked with, you know, as I've had inquiries from people and I've worked with certain people, I've realised that, you know, I've got to up my game. I've got to learn more. I've got to get more knowledge. I've got to get more qualifications. And so I've done so much of that over the years. And I think because of all that, it's kind of allowed me to, to pull together this framework that, that I've created today. But of course, I could not do that without all of the amazing women who have trusted me to help them on their journey. So trusted me with really personal stuff like pelvic floor dysfunction, C-section recovery. They've trusted me to help them grow their confidence and feel like themselves again. They trusted me to guide them through nutrition changes and workout routines and mindset work as well. And I think that this is the thing that often surprises people most when they start working with me because they come to me thinking they're just going to get fitness. But of course, as you know, I can't just leave it there, can I? So, you know, what happens is that they really start to transform their mindsets too, you know, it becomes not just about the exercise, 
but about themselves, about their bodies, about how they feel about themselves, about what they think they are truly, truly capable of. And that to me is the true joy of all of this. It's seeing women really flourish and find themselves and find their confidence as part of this process as well. It's been really, really amazing. And, you know, I really believe that fitness has this amazing power to transform everything, like literally everything in our lives, if we let it. And, you know, I plan to be here sharing that message for another 10 years at least. But anyway, I just wanted to say a really, really huge thank you, you know, whether you're a client or a member, or you're someone who downloads my podcast every week or likes the old Instagram post, you know, every one of those actions that you take, every action, however seemingly small it is to you, makes a massive, massive difference to a small business like mine. So just know that I appreciate each and every one of you and I am so, so grateful for you. Right, on to this week's topic, which is the second of my five pillars for fitness and wellness success. Now, if you have not listened to the last two episodes yet, so numbers 110 and 111, then I definitely recommend that you go and have a listen to that too, because over the weeks, I'm kind of like building this journey. I'm building this picture of the things that you need to get the fitness results that you want. Now, this episode can absolutely be listened to as a standalone episode as well. Don't get me wrong, you absolutely can do that. But I just think that the whole thing gets more powerful when you start to listen to all of these things together and build up that bigger picture. And what I'm really sharing with you are these five pillars to feeling amazing, to getting the results you want. And for me, these are the non-negotiable things that we need to do for ourselves. These are the things that, you know, I've worked with women on over the years and I've, I've kind of gradually brought together into this, I suppose, framework or, you know, these pillars or whatever you want to call them that I know will serve you best. Now, last week we talked about creating the mindset for magic, which was kind of the first pillar, the first step. This week, we're going to move on to addressing the stress. So notice that we haven't gone anywhere near nutrition or actual exercise yet. We will come on to that, absolutely. But I think that it's really important for you to note that, you know, when it comes to doing this stuff, it's not just about waking up on Monday morning and deciding you're going to do a few workouts this week. We all know that that only lasts for so long half the time, right? It's not we don't just wake up on Monday being a different person because we've suddenly decided to be a different person. We need to do the work on ourselves. We need to make sure that we've created the right mindset and we need to address the stress. And I'm going to talk about why that's so important right now. So what I'm going to do, I'm first going to start with a couple of questions around this. So number one, is stress something that you often feel in your life? Number two, do you find it hard to switch off? And would you prefer say that you prefer it when you are just staying busy? Number three, do you find that being busy and dealing with stress makes you much less likely to do positive things for yourself, such as exercise, good nutrition and self-care? Number four, are you often done for by the end of the day and only fit to collapse onto the sofa? And number five, do you often start things with loads of enthusiasm, such as a new fitness program, only to fall off the wagon within a couple of weeks because you don't have time, it felt too hard, you don't have the motivation and energy to keep going? Now, if you have answered yes to any of these questions, even just one of these questions, then I think it's safe to say that it's definitely, definitely time to address the stress. And I think even if you feel like you're not a particularly stressy person, but you are always on the go and you find it difficult to 
to do things for yourself because you're so busy prioritizing everything else, then you still need this, right? You still need this. Because even though you might maybe feel like you deal with stress well, things don't feel particularly stressful, the truth is that those stress hormones are what is keeping you going. It's giving you the buzz. It's giving you that kind of quick hit of energy. And eventually that stuff takes its toll. So why is it important as part of this that that we do look at your stress? Well, lots and lots and lots of reasons, but the main ones are it's not good for your health. We all know it's not good for your health to be stressed all the time. It leads to, you know, issues with your blood sugar balance. It leads to issues with your energy levels. It leads to issues with your heart health, your brain health, so, so many fundamental things. So when we're stressed, it's really not good for our physical health. It's also not good for our mental health. It leads to anxiety and overwhelm and mood swings and depression, or it can contribute to those things for sure. So that's definitely a big thing. It also keeps you in fight or flight mode. So this is your kind of sympathetic nervous system, which kicks in a lot of the time. And it keeps you in that place where you are kind of on alert all the time. And that is an extremely difficult place to make change from, right? And that is very important for this, right? It's really important because often when you're not quite getting the results you want, you're finding you're on the wagon and off the wagon, you are finding it difficult to make change and you need to make change. So if you are in this stressful place all the time and you are on alert, it's going to be really difficult to change that pattern. Okay. That pattern is going to keep presenting itself to you. And also stress makes you feel unmotivated. It makes you feel stuck. It makes you feel like you are lacking in any get up and go. And again, that is going to massively affect whether you are looking after yourself, whether you're doing the exercise, whether you're doing the things that you need to do to get the results that you want to get. And ultimately, when stress is present in our lives too much, we are going to find it really, really difficult to make change. We're going to find ourselves going round and round in circles. And of course, if one of our goals is to get fitter and to look after ourselves better and to have more energy, then this is a huge problem, right? And we need to address it. So what can we do to start addressing this? Well, the first thing that I want to say is that some stress is good. Some stress is necessary. It's totally fine. Our goal here is not to get rid of stress because actually stress can sometimes be really, really helpful to us, right? It can be helpful to us in situations where we need to take action quickly. It can be helpful to us when we've got a deadline at work and we need to get that deadline done. That shot of adrenaline and cortisol that, that comes into our bodies and we're like, oh my God, I've got to do this thing is going to help us in the short term to get through that and to get that thing done and delivered, right? So the goal is not to have no stress in our lives, okay? It's not possible and actually it's not necessarily very good for us, right? It's actually good for us to have some a little bit of stress, but the issue becomes the ongoing low level stress that we have in our lives that becomes insidious, that becomes problematic, that is draining us of energy all the time. That is, like I say, that means that we're just lacking in any motivation. Um, you know, that becomes a real problem. You know, we don't need you floating around like the most chilled out person on the planet, but we do need you to be in a place where stress is something that arrives occasionally when you need it. It is not the basis on which your whole life is resting, right? We definitely don't want that. So we need to reduce that low level ongoing stuff. We need to create more stress resilience. Okay. Those things are really, really important. 
And I think that the other thing about this is that it's also not about having to take loads of time out, book massages, do bubble baths and stuff. Because I think that people often think, oh, well, I don't have time for all of that. I'm too busy. I've got too much to do, right? Yes, of course, that stuff is part of the mix. And eventually, I would hope that you would be in a position where you are going to take more time out, where you are going to book yourself some nice experiences and things like that. But the truth is that for most of us, we need to go a lot deeper than that. We need to go beyond that surface level of let's do a bit of self-care and we need to start looking at what is going on underneath. The first part of that is our attitude to stress and to being busy because we all or a lot of us have a slightly messed up attitude, a relationship to stress and to being busy because on the one hand, we're telling ourselves we don't like it, we don't want it, it feels rubbish, we need to get rid of it. But there is something that is going on that is much deeper than that, where the stress and the business is serving us. So I think this is about looking at, you know, how is stress and business serving you right now? And for many of us, what this does is, you know, when we're all stressed and on the go, it means that we're important. It means that we're needed. It means that we have value. We have value to other people, right? And that we are valued by other people because if other people are asking us to do stuff and loading things onto our plate, it means that we're valued. I hate to tell you, but that's not the case. But yeah, it's that that sort of sense of I'm needed, I'm important, I have value in this world, right? That is what stress and business gives us. It's also about fitting in with everybody else. Because when you go and you meet your friends or you have a chat to one of your friends on the phone, you know, I know from long experience that often it's like, oh, how, how is everything? Oh yeah, great. But you know, oh my God, so busy, like so stacked at the moment, got so much on, got so much to do. And so, of course, if you're sitting there going, oh, actually, I'm pretty chilled at the moment. Everything's going great. I'm feeling good. You're like, "Mm, it doesn't feel so good, right? (laughs) Because you want to fit in. You want to be part of like the busy. You want to be in that world. You want to show everybody else, well, I'm as important as you. I'm just as busy as you. And so we kind of create this like this, you know, thing where, where stress and business is actually serving us and making us feel better about ourselves in some ways even though fundamentally it doesn't make us feel good. There's there's some like top level or, or superficial level of, oh, but I feel better about myself because I am so busy all the time. So does that resonate? <laughs> I think it probably does. It has done for me for sure in the past. I think also with our attitude to stress, it's how much of it is about being the good girl and people pleasing. And I think that as women in particular, we a lot of us have grown up with that like that good girl energy around us, right? We are there to, you know, not cause trouble, do the things that we're we're asked to do, make sure that we make other people feel comfortable, make sure that we look after other people and do all of those things. And it feels like when we're not doing those things, we're being selfish, right? And selfish is not good. We need to be the good girl. We need to people please. We end up saying yes to everything even when we really, really, really want to say no. And we end up running ourselves ragged, trying to please everybody and be the good girl and do all the things that we are supposed to do. And that causes a lot of our stress. And not just in terms of like the practical every day, but also in terms of our body image and things like that. You know, we look around us and we're like, oh, I'm supposed to be a size 10. (laughs) Uh, I'm supposed to be hourglass shape. I'm supposed to have a tan. I'm supposed to have great hair. I'm supposed to have really good skin and I'm supposed to have straight teeth, right? And so we spend our lives chasing those things, chasing all of those 
probably impossible things, those impossible standards that, that are set up for us. Because we're trying to be the good girl. We're trying to conform. We're trying to fit in. We're trying to be what everybody expects us to be, right? And so that causes stress as well. So there's a lot of this. And this is something that I personally have been exploring a lot because, oh my God, I've I've been the good girl for my entire life. Like I not only am, you know, I'm a girl, but I was the oldest girl in the family. I was the only girl in the family. So for me, it was all about being the one who didn't cause trouble, being the one who did what she was supposed to do, being the one who was conscientious at school, being the one who kept her head down and got on with the things that she was supposed to be doing, being the one who towed the line and, you know, did the the schooling and the university and the job and the getting married and the kids and, you know, all of those things. I'm not saying that I didn't want any of those things. But there's part of me now that questions if I might have done things slightly differently if I hadn't been trying to be the good girl my whole life. And it's only now that I'm starting to go, okay, how can I start rebelling a little bit? How can I start to change this myself? How can I stop trying to be the good girl all the time? Because it's not really serving me anymore, you know, because it's it's all about trying to fit in and it's all about trying to people please. It's all about trying to make everybody happy. And instead, I'm beginning to understand I can't always please everybody all the time. Sometimes people are not going to like me. Sometimes people are going to be pissed off by me. Sometimes people are going to not resonate with me. Whatever. That's going to happen, right? And I can run myself ragged trying to be all things to all people and still not succeeding. Or I can just accept that that's not going to be the thing. And I can go in my own direction. And I feel like I'm starting to do more and more and more of that. And there is stuff coming your way, which is all about that, which is all about not being the good girl anymore and, and actually starting to step into who I really am, who I really truly am. So anyway, I've got a bit off topic there, but I think that that probably will resonate with a lot of you, probably most of you, that good girl thing. And and that causes stress. It really does. Like I say, the practical stuff, because we're all saying yes to people and we're trying to people please and we're trying to like mould ourselves and fit ourselves into a place, but also in terms of that, like that image we have of ourselves and trying to fit in constantly, right? Um, stressful, really, really stressful. And, you know, when we when we turn away from that and when we look after that, it's not being selfish. It's about protecting ourselves. It's about looking after ourselves. It's about protecting our boundaries better. We have to do those things. We have to put boundaries in place. I think there's also this thing around stress and being busy, which is that we are almost creating stuff sometimes to fill our time, to fill our day, because we're not very good at sitting with our emotions, (laughs) right? When we sit still and when we have time to think, it's almost like, oh, these things are coming up and I don't like these things. So I'm going to keep doing, 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 so I don't have to think about the stuff that I don't want to think about. And I think this is huge, like in a way that we probably don't even recognise. But, you know, I definitely used to find that. I was always that person that was like, oh, I'm just happier when I'm busy. I'm just happy when I'm doing stuff, right? And the truth was that when I would sit with my emotions, it would feel uncomfortable because I wasn't very good at doing it. So, you know, reducing our stress is also about learning to sit with uncomfortable emotions and knowing that those emotions are okay sometimes. And that sometimes when we do sit with them and when we allow them in, that's when we can get through them and get through to the other side, right? So that is definitely part of it as well. And I think also for me, there's something around how we judge our success. And again, I've been guilty of this before, that my success is based on 
how many appointments I have in the diary, how many people, clients I'm seeing each week, all of the numbers, 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 right? How are you judging your success? Because if you're judging it on always being busy at work and when you're not busy, you're like, oh, this doesn't feel comfortable because it means that I'm not needed and I'm not being successful and I'm not doing the things that I should do rather than seeing it as a good thing to have some time out. We also do it with social engagements, like trying to pack our diary with stuff every weekend because we're like, oh, because then people like me and I'm good and I'm a good person, et cetera, et cetera. You know, looking at how we appear to others on social media as well, like stressing about that. All of these things are, are kind of adding to that load, that stress load. So I think you can start to see that this, uh, you know, addressing the stress is not about the massages and the bubble baths, right? That can be a part of the mix. That can be one of the ways that we, you know, we treat ourselves better, for example. But for most of us, it's deeper than that. It's about how it's serving us. It's about being the good girl and doing all the people pleasing. It's about not being willing to sit with our emotions, that making us feel very uncomfortable. This is about how we're judging our success, right? So all of these things are going to start coming into play when we're thinking about that. And of course, that is not an overnight thing, right? It's going to take a bit of time. It's going to take some some working on to kind of work through that and to realise that you are valuable just because you are. You are valuable because of who you are, not what you do, right? That is the most important thing. And that is the thing that I am slowly beginning to recognise about myself, that my value is in not my constant output and the things that I do all the time. My value is is in who I am and in how I work with people, right? That's that's for me the important thing. And as I start to recognise that more, it starts to reduce my stress a little bit. So definitely have a think about that. Um, and I think about, I think that, you know, this is, when you're thinking about all those things, also think about where is your resistance in all of that? You know, because I'm sure that as we talk about stress and things, that there are beliefs going on with you around how, you can't possibly reduce the stress. That, no, it's different for you. You you have too much to do. You have too much on. You can't possibly reduce the number of things that you have to do. But I'm going to really challenge you here to ask yourself, if is that 100% true? Because when it comes to stress, I see a lot of resistance around it. I see a lot of, no, this I, I can't see how this could change. This can't change for me. And we think that somehow we're very special and that we alone are, you know, needing this stress in our lives or we can't possibly reduce that stress in our lives. But of course, of course, of course, that is not true, right? Um, you know, again, when I'm not saying we get rid of all stressy things entirely, that we get rid of all that, of course not. But there are definitely ways in which we can start to look at this. And like I say, part of it is our attitude you know, that's huge. Like looking at that is absolutely huge. But there are a few other things that we can do as well. You know, saying no to people more often. Again, that goes back to the good girl thing. Like we feel like we have to say yes all the time or else people are going to think badly of us or they're going to think we're selfish or whatever. They're not going to think that. And also you have to protect your boundaries. So how can you say no more often? It's about looking at where you're creating jobs for yourself. And I can guarantee that if you start looking, you're going to be like, oh, 
I probably don't have to do that. I want to do that, but I don't have to do that. And we do a lot of that. Like I know a lot of people who are like, oh God, you know, the kids got another club tonight. And then I'm taking the other kid to this club tomorrow night and this, that, and they're in and out and in and out. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's making me dizzy. And actually that's one thing that I've always been very, you know, I've very much had a boundary on is I'm not going to do kids clubs every night of the week. I'm just not going to do it. So two or three nights a week, yes, I will take the kids to clubs and things like that. And that's fine a couple of nights a week, right? I'm not doing it every night. I'm not going to run myself ragged running around taking the kids here, there and everywhere. Because the truth is, your kids are just as happy at home half the time. Like if you talk to my kids, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we'll stay at home. Like I'll offer to, to, to take them for days out in the summer holidays, for God's sake. And they're like, no, oh, do we have to? I'd rather stay at home, right? So don't think that you need to be keeping your kids busy all the time. Because also, I feel that that also teaches our kids that being busy and being stressed and being on the go all the time is the right way to be. But actually having downtime, having quiet time, sitting in your bedroom for a bit, being with your own thoughts is also valuable time, right? So where are you creating jobs for yourself? Not just with the kids clubs, <laughs> like with lots of things. We all do that. We all create lots of jobs for ourselves and lots of things. It's also about looking at your perfectionism. Uh, I've always described myself as a perfectionist. I probably always will be to some extent. I like things to be a certain way, but I've also learned to let go of certain things. Now, when it comes to my house, I'm not sure that's ever going to change. I just like it when it's tidy and neat and where there's not clutter and all those kind of things, right? That that probably is never going to change. That just makes me feel good. And I, I can't be one of those people that has a messy house, right? So that is always going to be there. But I've learned to not be a perfectionist in other areas of my life. Like in, in my business, for example, like I always used to be in a position where I'd never create things. I'd never, you know, create new programs and things because I was always worried about, oh God, it needs to be perfect and that's not perfect yet. And I need to do all of these th extra things. And actually now that I've started to just go, right, just, just create, just create what is, what is coming from inside of you and it's going to be fine and you can tweak and you can improve later. And you know what? All of these things that I've created have been awesome and people have loved them and they've really enjoyed them, right? Would I make them better if I could? Yeah, absolutely. But are they amazing as they already are? Also, yes, they are. So where are you being a perfectionist? Because perfectionism causes stress. That all or nothing energy that I talked about the other week causes stress. You know, oh, I need to do all of the things or it's not worth doing at all. Definitely not true, right? So have a look at that. Also have a look at delegating and letting others take on some of the load and asking for help. We're not always very good at that. Again, part of that is related to our perfectionist tendencies because we're like, well, nobody else can do it as well as I can. You know, like it's like when the kids clear up after dinner. So they clear up after dinner every night now. They're old enough to do that. And I'm like, half the time I've made the dinner, half the time I've, you know, done a couple of loads of washing that afternoon. You know, I've already done stuff around the house. I'm like, no, kids, you get to tidy up. And they're not very good at it. Yeah, they'll always leave a few bits. Now, the perfectionist in me could go, oh, I'll just do it myself because then I know it'll be done properly. But actually, the new me says, well, okay, they're not going to do it 100% like I would, but that's okay. They can do the 80% and I'll do the other 20% or I will train them to do the other 20%, right? It's like the first couple of times that Beth made dinner for us. In fact, the first several times it was I mean, it was painful. It would take her like two hours to make a dish that should have taken about 20 minutes. The 
mess in the kitchen was unbelievable, like stuff everywhere. But now she can cook a decent meal pretty quickly. So I had to go through the pain of letting her do that because it was painful, but I had to go through the pain of letting her do that so that she is now in a position where she sometimes makes dinner for us and I don't have to lift a finger. She just does it all, all right? So think about those things. Think about the areas where you are not, you are trying to stay in control, where you're not letting others help you, where you're not telling other people, this is what I need. And I think that's also about sharing the mental load because a lot of our stress doesn't come from the actual doing. It comes from the stuff that we hold within ourselves. And again, that's something I've got much better with my husband at over the last few years of saying to him, look, I can't do all of this by myself. I can't. And he's there going, well, I'm, you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. But I, I just don't know that those things are happening. So passing some of that over. So don't be scared of doing all of those things. So I've given you quite a lot there. I've given you a lot to think about around your attitude to stress. I've given you a few kind of actions that you can take. And like I say, diving deeper into this, this is not about self-care. Self-care will come, right? But you've got to sort this stuff out first. And you know, the truth is that when we are addressing stress, we have to be willing to dive deep. We have to be willing to see how it's showing up in our lives. We have to look at our attitude to stress and we have to look at how we start to redress that balance, right? Because once you start to do that, you start to get more energy back. You start to feel more motivated to do other things for yourself. Things that are going to have a really, really positive impact on your health, your wellness, your whole outlook on life. And this is why this is such an important pillar for me, because as long as you're running around, as long as you're trying to do all the things, as long as you're trying to tick off the to-do list all the time and pack in too much stuff, you're going to keep telling yourself you don't have the space or time for anything else. You're going to start things and stop constantly. You're going to feel like you're going back to start again all the time. You're going to struggle to create that real consistency that you need to get the results that you want. So this is definitely one to take seriously not only because it's going to help you to get better results, but also because it's going to benefit your well-being in so, so, so many ways. And honestly, take it from somebody who used to be the stress queen, who used to be like on the go for 12, 14 hours a day, keeping all the plates spinning, and who used to feel pretty crap as a result. This is something that you can change. This is something that you can address, okay? You just have to be open to that. You have to allow that to happen. So it's a bit of a thinker. Take some time to consider where your stress is right now and how it's maybe stopping you from getting some of the results you want and start to think about the areas that you could start to work on. And honestly, I wish you loads of luck with this one because I know from personal experience, it is not an easy one. But honestly, the work is so bloody worth it. Now, in the meantime, do not forget that this autumn, I have a very special, very unique fitness experience coming your way. This is not only going to get you the results that you desire, and have you feeling fitter, stronger, and way, way, way more confident. But it's going to actually change the way that you see fitness and the way that you see yourself too. It is going to be an amazing experience, one that you are not going to want to miss out on at all. Right now, I've opened up the waiting list for the course. So if you'd like to be on that, then head to chickfit.co.uk forward slash autumn waitlist. And then you are going to be the very first to be in the know once the course launches. And not only that, 
but you will also get exclusive waitlist bonuses and discounts on the course when it launches in September. So I'll pop the details into the show notes. So do head over there right now and join us. Uh, right, I think that's it for today. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you have taken lots and lots away with you. I'm going to love you and leave you and I'll see you all next time where we're going to be talking all about nailing your nutrition. Thank you so much for joining me today, beautiful people. If you have loved listening in and want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then simply subscribe or follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player right now. You can also come and join me on the socials at Alex Chick Fit, and I'll see you again next time.